Metaphys is back. Hey everyone, Metaphys has returned. Shia co-host. Um, my good friend and co-host Kate, as you know, anyone who's a listener, was very into nerdy shit like video games and well, programming, and she needs to concentrate on that, which means that she is going to be recurring as often as she pleases, whenever, however she chooses to be, and uh, our great dynamic will persist to soften the blow for me, and hopefully for you, I have my boyfriend and creator of our meta music, Charles Kessenick. How you doing? In the house. Wait, that's not how I talk. That's your radio voice, I that's guess. My, this is my radio personality. You <laughs> came with a persona. Hey, how you doing? That's not like a white guy at all. Is that going to yeah. work? No, right, you're okay. not going to. We're not going to do a Charlie shtick. I thought this was my grand moment to bring out that character. <laughs> I had planned it for weeks. I had no idea. Hey, how you doing? That's, <laughs> that's all he says. It's, I'm going to find like very... creepy notebooks full of like all the things <laughs> you're going to do on this show. I did have some plans, but I'll try to just be myself. Yeah. I'll do my best. You're not... Even right now, you're like, I'm going to do my best. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the other radio personality I was going to try out. This is going well. Does he have a name? That's terrifying. Uh, All right. Um, so I will introduce Charlie properly, and you can elaborate. Okay. Charles Kesnick is my boyfriend. That's all we need to know. Anyway, so the topics are... Uh-huh. I'm kidding. <laughs> so say more about yourself. About myself. Well, you got my name. That's down. Uh, I'm from Boston originally. Been in New York for like, uh, you know, seven, eight years. Uh, I'm a musician. I write stuff. I play stuff. I produce stuff. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I do all things music. I play in a band called Tobo. I play in a band called Ensemble at All. For now. <coughs> Ensemble at All. And also, yeah, I got a thing that I do on my own called Symmetries. So. Not that he plays in that band for now, but it's called Ensemble at All for now. Oh boy, that's that's a that's can, a of, can worms. of worms. We no, we're not opening it. Open. We're not opening it. What that we is are off limits. opening is a can of Kafifi. Oh boy, can of Kafifi. Part of why I wanted to launch back into the metaphys world, sort of half prepared, was to talk about Kafifi. Kafifi is real. Me and Charlie went on a camping trip. Um, by camping trip, I just mean we went camping. That makes it sound like weird and like we we're in school or something. Charlie and I drove to New Jersey to go Not to. At all. What was that? I said it was serious. It was a serious camping trip. It was trip. an insane backpacking adventure with 60 pound backpacks and. Uh huh. We did the whole Appalachian Trail, except not except at all. Except that we, we had like a ribeye and drove Brussels a, sprouts. Drove a car to Jersey <laughs> and ate a ribeye off a of, off a of fire ring. Yeah, anyway. a fire ring sounds way more. Is that what they call those? That's what they call that. Okay, yeah, That's like the a thing. built-in fire pit. So basically, yes. it was like it was not glamping, but like they have a grill for you. It was exactly halfway between the Appalachian Trail with a sixty-pound backpack. And glamping. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we did that, and that was when the whole Kafifi thing was sort of blowing up. Yeah, we- and on social media, I think I was noticing that there were like two camps mm-hmm. camp of like, ha ha ha, let's make fun of Kafifi. We're feeling like this is absolute chaos, and of course, something retarded like that sort of surmises how we've been feeling. And then there was a camp of like, we can all laugh about Kafifi while people are dying. You know, it was like this yes. kind of like, well, let's get serious. Like, you can laugh, but it's a distraction. This is like, 
uh, it plays into his hands, um, Donald Trump's hands. Um, right. So, right. The Kafifi thing, I'm sure everybody knows at this point. But, right. It was that tweet that Donald Trump wrote after... One of his very few tweets. He's super classy and unaggressive on Twitter. Right. After just... Yeah. <laughs> after deciding not to, to continue with the Paris Agreement, he said, despite the negative press, comma, Kafifi. And We're thinking it, it was coverage, right? Like he was right. meaning to say coverage. It was autocorrect it was and it typo. said Kafifi. It was a weird typo. And then he posted it without finishing it and it stayed up for like three hours and the internet exploded. So you, the internet, I'm sure, are already aware of this. C-O-V-F-E-F-E. But, right. So yeah. So there was two different things going on, right? We mm-hmm. had, yeah. Would you think your friends were sort of split? Because we don't have the same Facebook friends between those two. I don't think mine was heavy on either side. I had both going on. I was definitely team all the gifts, all the memes about Kafifi. Completely. I mean, you know, we are definitely on the same page with this. But yeah, I thought it was really funny that people are like this is a distraction and it's a distraction from the important things. And while you're all writing Kafifi, you know, the world is heating up and exploding and it's like, yeah, but like, that's the thing, right? What are you doing except saying that? Right. What? Like we weren't doing anything about it anyway. Like we're going to go and like uh, kidnap him and stop him from like pulling out of the Paris agreement. You're not going to, I'm not going to. Right. I think we both connected on this. I think you probably said it first, and I was just like, oh, my God, yes. Like, everything, in my estimation, that Donald Trump has said and has tweeted and has written may as well be the word Kofifi. Right, no, yeah. And so I was just reacting to that and just being like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Negative press Kofifi. Yes. I just, yeah, I think I felt a little bit um, misunderstood when people were sort of saying that you're not taking like current events seriously, I'm like, I know, I know the dire straits we're in. And I also know that he said Kafifi and that's basically all I hear when he's talking. It's like the Charlie Brown sound. It doesn't make it any less or more (laughs) serious. It just means it doesn't matter what he says. It matters what he does. What he says means nothing. Whether you're on his side or not, I think people think he's either like a press trained genius. I mean, I'm not part of that camp, but even the people who, support him i think are like he's not saying what he means like even they sort of believe that to some extent that he's like playing with us or whatever it is nobody actually believes what's coming out of his mouth is what he's thinking yeah you bring up a good that's a good point and we hadn't really talked about that in relation to this is like is that whole that theory that like donald trump is like purposefully misspelling things and Purposefully speaking in a, right. in a certain way. There's a precedent, to, right? Remember yeah. um, unprecedented? Right. People right. also had conspiracy theories about that being oh, purposeful. Oh, he's doing it, yeah, to, to pander to people who are uneducated and make, you know, drive a wedge between the educated and the uneducated. And it's just yeah, like... which is... It seems uh, crazy to me. I just don't know how you believe Only because... That. Like, I've watched The Apprentice, and believe me, he is unprecedented. And um, if he's educated, it's because his father could afford to keep him in school. I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he's a good student. Those are two different things. I don't actually think he's he's dumb. I mean, we can all agree dumb all the way to the bank if he's dumb. But, like, I don't think educated would be the word that I would choose to describe him. No. He's not dumb. He's just... 100% 100% self-interested, and it's like everything mm-hmm. he does is based on his own ego and his total, like, 
like whatever the chaos is that is going on in his head. This is and our shared opinion. Yes. Yeah, completely. But opinion. yeah, Kafifi was like this to me it was like almost uh what's the word? Like uh it was like cathartic. It was like yes, you completely. know, like this is like this is what you've yeah. Nothing it expressed this just like this it's like a new word was born to express like the exacerbation and like the just like the horror that we're all looking onto this ho- this thing with like it's mm-hmm. not a good feeling and it's like totally confusing and yeah nobody really knows what to do about it everybody on social media ha- is like we need to be doing more and this is a distraction what from is more? the things that we need to be doing and it's like nobody really knows what to do. I mean, I can only speak for myself personally. Kofifi, if it was a distraction, was a distraction for me trolling people on the internet and, you know, yelling at my friends. Yeah. So if I'm distracting myself from that, well, I wasn't doing anything productive anyway. So, like, I, right. I can't speak to the people who are saying we're all being distracted, but I can say that I know some of them semi-personally, and I don't think they were doing really much before that yeah. to fix our larger problems. Right. Yeah. And one of the things we were talking about before is like there's almost it almost feels like there's an element of like self-sabotage to that this election cycle. It's like, yeah. like Donald Trump seems like like first so yeah, first of all I want to say like people a lot of people I feel like are not really grasping that it's like this guy was elected by like our neighbors and like, and not only elected by our neighbors, not maybe but, like, elected, but definitely voted for a lot. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, electoral college is like, that's a whole nother. Argument, Sorry. Right? But, that's a kafifi. That's its kafifi. Own. Exactly. That, that's a whole kafifi. We don't want to co-feef right. right now. But it's like, but everyone also like, even if you didn't vote for him, like there are implications in like your actions and the way you treat other people that are like, you're part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He and is our Frankenstein thing. monster. I mean, it's, it's been confusing. my sort of go-to phrase, like, every time. I mean, I'm, I consider myself liberal and, I mean, very much on the left. And a lot of my friends, let's say, on our side and our camp, um, like, sort of just speak about how he is this abhorrent anomaly. And at the end of the day, I don't believe in the boogeyman. And I mm. think... He's a reflection of us societally in some way. And so if you can't own your part of it, it's you can't change it. Yeah. You know, I think the more that you're just pointing fingers and none of them point, the three don't point back at you. The more we're just going to end up going through these cycles of, yeah, you sort of maligned a whole facet of our society with certain behavior that I think, I mean, I obviously this is just my opinion and. We talked about it somewhat, and like I think you agreed, the liberal and left sort of uh, like elite um, mm-hmm. and privileged people, and I would consider us in that yeah. um, heap, uh, have not been so in touch with what the struggles of the rest of the country are to some extent. Mm. I'm not saying that this is a fair <laughs> retaliation, yeah. but I, I think that. <laughs> Getting people to the brink where they want to cause chaos, even to themselves, more than they want to work together, is something we're all complicit in. Absolutely. Yeah. I could not agree more. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the movie and also term FUBAR, um, right. but I feel like Kofifi is essentially FUBAR. Yeah. What it, I, was, I was saying what? It's like 
it's like the the uh, the lead up to Fubar, right? Yeah. It's like the lead up to Fubar it's is the like pre Fubar. It's like to uh, I, we're gonna I guess we'll like try to define this over the course of this thing, but like it's like it's like the unconscious like uh, partaking in the destruction of and like uh, I don't know chaos creating thing that is happening Mm -hmm. to all of us and by all of us and it's like you know like that's i don't know that's why i just like i like this idea of a new word and it's like totally like un you know it was unconscious by donald trump and it was like so freudian it's just like i think you know and i know like that guy richard dawkins has a whole thing about this but like like meme no 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 it's no it's no intellectual uh oh sorry i won't i won't bring that (laughs) fucking guy up yeah yeah seriously but like but like memes are like you like need to like everyone... use things like Ramona or <laughs> so Stassi. I'm pretty sure that Jack said something about how people latch on. No, he didn't. He really, probably but did. No, I know, right? But no, but like people it's latched like onto that, tragic. and it's like it's like there's a reason that people latched onto it. Like it expressed the feeling that we were all feeling. The and feeling of waking up every day and someone seems to be incinerating another part of our well being. Right. Like on purpose, willfully, just willfully, and their own well-being ultimately. And their own, exactly. Um, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. when you hear Kafifi, you think about Fubar, and you think it's this Canadian movie about these two. I don't even want to explain it at length. Just Google it. But the movie, there's yeah. a scene where Fuck one of them is just the wearing this uh, banana hammock with a Canadian flag on it, and like there's a Ronnie James Dio like poster, and like oh. the whole house is burning, and it's like that's Kafifi. It's like mm-hmm. everything is kind of just led up to this moment of complete and utter fucked up beyond recognition. Right, right. It's just. It's the chaos construct, yes, you know? Yeah. It's just all of it. I mean, it makes me think of like the fire festival. <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit was kafifi. <laughs> There's so many layers of this. So here is this sort of aging rapper deciding to have this luxurious <laughs> musical. <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous. Not, not ludicrous. Ja Rule. Poor, yeah. Ja Rule. Yeah. The little goblin that used to stand next to so J-Lo. He's tiny, right? right? He's a tiny little Tiniest goblin. Man. Do-wop. Deep yeah. voice, tiny He's never man. into it. It was like the DMX <laughs> voice coming out of, like, Cisco. It just was very <laughs> uncomfortable. I never liked Perfect. it. I just, yeah. Spot on. Yeah, him singing to J-Lo was just like this, I mean, this is like Beauty and the Beast. And where's he know. been? I mean, happily where I would have liked to leave him. Until this whole fire festival with Ashanti, who also is a bit has been a they put together that was supposed to be a luxury sort of Bonnaroo thing. And it devolved into them not preparing. So that's like the part one of Kafifi. And just none of this was really done. And the whole place was like just a complete disaster. Like the tents were gross and like there was no internet or whatever. And these douchebags who paid upwards of $1,500 to be there decided that they just had to loot and essentially burn this to the ground because Kafifi. Because Kafifi. I mean, the whole fucking, the planning, I feel like the planning, the act of planning that thing yeah. is, that's what, like, for me, that's how I define Kafifi. It's so like, it's the beginning, and everyone, then there's the foobar. Right. And then the whole, th- then it happened, and it was foobar. Like, like, the, the, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I, I feel. I completely 
hundred percent know what you mean. That's what I my def like. That's like you couldn't have a more perfect definition for me than yeah. than it's actually even better than this Donald Trump is like the planning of a fire festival the thought process the thought process the like lack of anyone actually taking responsibility to make sure any of anything is in place like that all that is the, the convolution of the idea of festivals in general oh like we God. were talking about glamping before when you go to like a festival where you're just supposed to sort of rough it and like it's supposed to be like woodstock but you also are a douche and so yeah. you want that to involve all of this like high speed internet and spa days and like oh tense you're already so full of shit and like it's just completely disingenuous and mm-hmm. i mean it's just a kofifi thought you right. know like immediately it's like this is not what a festival is that's you having a private showing of Jarul and Ashanti in like an air conditioned hall. Yeah. Like that that's what you want, but for some reason you want to do that outside. I mean, there was a Portlandia episode about that where like people had drones yeah. that go to the festival for them. Nope. I mean, that's like some Kofifi shit. That is Kofifi. Yo, I can't wait for there to be like an eventual postmortem on like oh. what really happened with Fire Festival. Like I feel like that got s- way too much media coverage, yeah. and now I'm just like, wait, what happened to Fire Festival? We need to see I the black box. <laughs> I want to see the black did you, box. Did you read the, that, that email shit. that like the about the the stupid advertisement the guy wrote about what he wanted the music to sound like? No. As a musician, this is like the funniest thing ever, and I wish like. I could just read the whole thing on this podcast, but it would literally take like the rest of the time because it's so fucking long. Like I tried to pull it up. Maybe I could find some highlights. But like my whole my theory, Just give us the synopsis. Oh I don't- my it's just a mess. It's insane. I mean this guy was a it was a maniac and then what's really like the true funniest part about it is like Am I supposed to say synopsis? I feel like people say synopsis and yeah. I say synapsis. Synap synopsis, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't no, no, know. No. Whatever. But like the what's really funny is like the music that ended up coming from it is like like this guy had the, okay, so basically this guy wrote like the most detailed ridiculous like Who is this guy? He was one of the planners of the festival, okay. you know. And he like he wrote this insane email. So not with, Ja Rule. Not Ja Rule, not at all. No. One of the, like just like the most detailed like it sounded like a musicologist dissertation on like some piece of music that he thought would be this or that thing and like it's totally crazy and so intense and then the music ended up being like doof, 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 of course doof, of course it's like, like every time like <laughs> i don't know key, i don't right? want to bash on anyone's music i'm just going to use an example like for me but like it's like when lady gaga talks about like the new album she's putting out and she's like you know and it's art and it's na, 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 na. Oh and then like you God. listen to the song and you're like what <laughs> lady gaga's last album was fucking kafifi mm-hmm. and people buy into it the way people bought into trump people are like like people who i respect being like charlie check out the new lady gaga album it's really great i'm like like this is the like and like fucking who was involved in it? like Mark Ronson like the mm-hmm. guy from Queens of Stone Age Kevin Parker from Tame Impala even Father John Misty was Father involved John in shit Misty, who we love. we love yeah like I mean and I like Mark Ronson a whole lot too good. I mean Amy Winehouse and him had such a great partnership but like I don't I'm not just here to bash on Lady Gaga if no, you like no, her no. I mean just like insert any pop star that you don't like and we can just talk about it the same way. This just happens to be one that I don't connect with. But uh That's me personally. It is the feeling of 
we don't want to accept that maybe something has been completely abstracted and convoluted beyond recognition mm-hmm. uh, vis-a-vis it's been kafified, like the music industry has. And so we have to find this like, no, but actually she's a really good songwriter. Actually, they're a really good performer. And it's oh like, gosh. there's kind of no actually. We know what's going on here. We know that we're churning out 20-somethings to dance around to songs written by 55 people. We know that's what's happening. Right. I think we could stop the bleeding by just accepting that and saying, hey, sometimes it's fun to dance to when you're like on as much coke as her. Like, and just like let it go, you know? I just don't think we need to turn it into this thing where it has like a deeper credence. Like, let's just accept where we are. This is here. I'm not somebody who wants to like piss and moan about it 24 7. It's just like the Trump thing. We're not going to change it if we don't actually accept how we're complicit in creating this system. And I, I yeah. think we all are. I mean, stealing music, yep. supporting these acts that you know are kind of mediocre because of how sometimes they're consumable and you just don't want to think too much about it and you don't want to have to look for other artists. It's harder to support those. And like, it's harder to like find these shows and these, you know, underground things. It's you're being a little bit lazy and you're trying to get a little bit of convenience. Like, yeah. I'm not going to mince words about how I buy clothes at Forever 21 because it's easier for me than right. trying to find things that are made in America and paying the price. Like, yeah. just admit it. Admit it. Yeah. I'm not saying own it makes it fine, but at least it's starting you off from the, like, even flooring of reality. Right. Right. Well, we've, you and I both talked about, like, to connect it back to, like, politics and, like, what are you doing and, like, you know, like you and I both have spoiler like, alert, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but like, okay, but like you and I, and this, you know, again, there's like so many ways to cop out that who knows. <laughs> but like, you and I both have like kind of a resistance towards like protesting and like waving signs, and right? Only because I don't have. Okay, yes, the answer is yes. But let me clarify: only because I know the place that I'm coming from is not honest. Right. If you really, you do this, you go for it, I would cite my sister yeah. and I would cite, you know, a f- many friends that they live this day in and day out. Like, right. they're doing it at their job. They're yeah. doing it in every way they can with their money. They put their mouth where their money is. I don't. Yeah. I'm not involved in this way. I'm not going to go to the Women's March and act as though this is where I'm at. I- I'm not right. keyed in. And this... <laughs> This is not the fire festival. You don't go because it's like where all the bitches are going. Like, right. I'm not going to do that. You know, like I need to actually do the work on myself where I don't just feel like I have to self-preserve and be selfish and like just like kind of hide in a hole and hope that everything goes away. And I think that's kind of to some extent where I'm at, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not trying to like knock protesting as an art and or as like a, as a thing. As a that function. Is, as an important function of or you know yeah something that we can do in society to change shit like it's obviously important to like show up in mass numbers and like make like show in a physical form like i get that as a as a, i was so moved it's by a, everyone who like came out and showed face i just right i want that to be something that you can really believe in and carry <laughs> right yeah i guess i'm just saying like there is there can be an element 
of Kafifi in it. And there always there is. There always is. There always is. And yeah, there's like probably, you know, hopefully like at least half of the people are doing it for the right reasons, but probably at least half of the people is it's that's like an optimistic Oh, I mean this you know? could have been it's like, Bonnaroo, this could have been a food fight fe- like right. it just was the hip thing to do, you know? Right. And like, like from I just like I think there's so much you can do like on a smaller level and like just working on yourself trying to be a better person trying to be better to the people around you trying to like again if that's your level yeah and that is more my level it's like yeah. i was really moved and disturbed by the dakota access pipeline yeah. Yeah. i'm not i'm not a leader of men i'm not going to go there and be like forge forward into the night like I, we're not there yet maybe one day but like donating money Yes, I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at. And I, I think if you are that person, Godspeed. Just yeah. have a little honesty with yourself. Like, don't just be going there in some, like, fad, right. getting caught up in the moment way. It becomes disrespectful to people who are fighting those actual ground-level battles every day if right. you're just kind of vacationing in it, you know? And God I mean, forbid. I'm not saying that to give myself an excuse for why I didn't do it. I really honestly felt like I couldn't do it with yeah. a straight face and like I it I just felt bullshitty to me. It yeah. felt bullshitty to me. To for you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like I could get the day off of work and I would could have a lot of fun with my friends. And then I would go right back to burying my head in the proverbial of sand. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a hard issue. It's a I guess what, thing. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, like going, trying to go deeper into, like, what we talked about in the woods when we're <laughs> having ourselves a time and having, a, like, deep conversation. It was, like, like <laughs> there's, like, honestly a deeper element to that whole Kafifi thing, right? And, like, an element of, like, abstraction, like, the way humans think mm-hmm. about things, like the thing about human abstraction, you know, I don't know. Like there's, there's just a way that people dissociate from the worlds that they live in, mm-hmm. you know, well, they dismantle in, it, they water it down. Right. I think when they don't want to contend with the facts, mm-hmm. they make alternative facts. <laughs> We've heard that phrase before. And I mean, that's not even just thrown at the right. The left does that. We were talking oh, about yeah. um, just walking through the streets of New York City after having to drop a Hertz car in Jersey City oh and gosh. just feeling loopy and Charlie back from tour and me back from, I don't know, drinking. <laughs> um, and we were just walking through the streets just expounding on this and just how kafifi things have become on both ends because nobody really wants to deal with the brass tacks like so i think on let's say our side like the left side everybody wants the pie in the sky idea of equality right and they want the just idea that everyone can have a piece why everyone am I going can, to pies? Every everything is free. Everyone, Help me out. I'm like, there's a pie <laughs> no, in the sky. There's a piece right. of the pie. Like, I just if I say pie one more time, I'm gonna freak myself it's out. Like, well, it's like utopianism where everything is easy and everyone gets whatever they want mm-hmm. all the time, and that's totally but as impractical. As long as you believe that that's even a possibility, which is 
it's dimin it not diminutive, it's not the word. It's reductive it's of totally other people's reductive. position. Yeah, just people. So like just yeah, a- you want everyone to treat everyone the same. Okay, like let's see how you feel about that when you're shit out of money and up yeah. shit creek without a paddle yeah. and you're being asked to give someone something. It's like maybe you're coming from a place of privilege where you're able to sort of have this idea of spreading it around because you're not hurting for anything. Right. And I think you need to bring into the conversation that some people are in survival mode and you're not, you right. know? So that's that's our Definitely. FUBAR side. And then you have the right side, which is like maybe there's a lot of feelings of uh, wanting to have practicality. But rationalizing that, over right, over rationalizing, over being a little more human, you well, know, being right, a little like, bit more compassionate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, over rationalizing greed, really. You know, I think it's like the, at the worst, the sin of the right. At the right. worst, over rationalizing greed. So, like that would be like um, the Pence, the Trump. I mean, if right. this is your opinion, it well, doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, I think it's like easy. that would be like the. Coke brothers. Right. But like yeah. below that, okay, you want to the talk about- blue collar people who are voting, you know, for Trump. Every man, yeah. <laughs> every man who's voting for Trump, I don't think it's coming from greed. I think it's coming from this idea that us snowflakes are right. not thinking about the future and we're not thinking about practicality. Right. And we're going to act now and say all this spread it around and spread your love and we're gonna drain all of our resources and leave right. us in a hole. And like maybe they feel like it's an older demographic. They've been there, they've done that and it hasn't worked, right? Yeah. And I think we're all sort of scared of each other's kafifi. Well you know? yeah, it's like if you're if you're used to like I'm just using this word like no, I, liberally now. Do it, yeah. We've defined it, we've adopted it as part of our vocabulary now we're like getting to the bottom of it right yeah (laughs) but yeah like if you're like maybe it's like easier like for me to imagine an example right you know it's like if you're a guy used to working on a coal mine you know and extreme right aggressive (laughs) aggressive extreme okay fine all right i'll chill it out if you're a person who drives a semi-truck for a living fine perfect you, like a coal mine yeah. i mean come on <laughs> if you're real, a slave it's so like real. I, it's okay. so real i mean well coal miners you know they they unionized and like they don't make nothing right. but and it's like an it's like but it's a big part of the equation i just want to you know? find a middle person that we okay. can relate right, to right, so right. i don't want to talk about like the coke brothers and i don't want to talk about the fucking coal miners like I let's know. like find the right, happy right. medium so yeah truck driver you're every man you're every man you're a truck driver mm-hmm. and you don't make you know you're not making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you're not making you know you're not making fifteen thousand dollars a year you know yeah like you're working really hard and like probably too much to like what do whatever you need to do which is you know provide for your family and just like basically get like a bare minimum of opportunity in this country Mm -hmm. and then someone comes along and is like oh i'm gonna slap you with these extra taxes and then these extra taxes and then these extra Mm -hmm. taxes and you understand how that like that logic you're like what the fuck and then on the other side you know it's like you're you know you could be the same you could have the same job and be a liberal and be like well like i'm not making enough you know you just take like two people with the same profession making the same amount of money and it's like i'm not really making enough to afford my kid a better opportunity in the future i want some help from the government to make that happen i want free health care i want I mean, everyone should want free healthcare. I really don't understand that one, but no, I <laughs> you know, think I want free like... college tuition, and I want that. And then it's like you yeah. can see both sides of it. You don't want it coming from your check, 
And you don't, you know, you don't want it like... Absolutely. Every time I see taxes on my... Well, now not so much because I'm a tip-based employee. But like when I used to actually make an hourly, you see those taxes, you don't care where they're going. I mean... frustrating. Honestly, like if it said somewhere in the fine print that all those taxes were going to like, you know, an infant with cancer and like albinus, like what, like I would still be like, why are you taking all my money away? You know, um, to some extent. And it's interesting that like, I think both sides have this idea that they're worried more about longevity, right? but our ideas about longevity are different. I think for a lot of people on the, I mean, I could only speak for myself for me, my idea of longevity involves the physical world too, not mm-hmm. just our society, right? Yeah. So like I'm I'm worried about the environment. I'm worried about just what sort of breathable air and, you know, beaches and forests my kids, grandkids might be able to grow up in. And I right. think that a lot of people, um, let's say that are more conservative, are worried about the amount of money and like the resources within our constructs that we're going to have. I don't necessarily think either is always coming from the worst place. It's really just what your Mm -hmm. daily contendable problems are. And what's difficult about our society now is that we probably weren't all supposed to be dealing with the same things and it all coming out of our checks together. Right. Like we've become this global like community. And I think we were really, to some extent, evolved to just deal with our actual issues on a smaller basis. And now it's like we have to think about motherfucking China's issues and how they react, relate to us. And it's confusing. I mean, one might say it's Kofifi. I would say it's Kofifi. I think it's Kofifi AS. Yeah, I think globalism is completely Kofifi. You know, I think that's like, I think there's like this inherent just like, understanding that globalism is good for everyone and it's just like i don't i don't is know it? where that comes from like sounds pretty good as, right now to think about me my neighbors and like people like about two miles like in yeah the radius. i mean there's precedent i get it like if you're in ireland during the potato famine you're like <laughs> looking left and right being like okay can someone mm-hmm. help us out i mean i think there's like a healthy in between where it's like we're all in touch but we're like you know, and this is why it's like, I, I, you know, it's just, these things are so complicated. And, and another thing well, we've we were talking about is like, is the reactionary attitude towards everything. You know, everyone's like, Brexit, like you're either with it or you're against it. You're a fucking idiot if you're for it and you're smart if you're not. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just not that simple. Like there are, like, I understand the spirit behind that, like the mentality behind that, like, that's what we're talking about, like, is shrinking things down mm-hmm. to a smaller level of, like... Even as you're saying it, it's making me nervous, though. Of and, course, because someone's going to say... right? It's, yeah. like, because there are so many people using that xenophobic rhetoric for God knows what. As much as there are so many people using a unifying rhetoric to absolve themselves of responsibility... And that is fucking kafifi. I mean, it's all <laughs> that, but this is like it's. There's, I know, like this. We're totally like using this word so liberally now, and like maybe redefining it as we're going. But it's like I really, I, it's so funny to me how like perfectly. It's a blanket like, term. It is a blanket term, and in, in in the best possible way. Like I feel like 
it it really like it's just sunk right into my soul because it's it like really I'm like did. what is the word that describes and the fact that it was a typo of coverage right yeah and like <laughs> what coverage means too it's just kind of like this overview like yeah and like chaos is like a blanket term you know it's like it's like fubar chaos they're like those mean the full actualized mm-hmm. extreme of like of total loss of order but I like mean, a society is that like needs the term coverage also <laughs> like to like Donald Trump's defense like what does coverage mean yeah like that also is a bit of a convoluted term for like we're going to sort of like write a two second synopsis <sighs> for a entire globe or for something that yeah i mean yeah exactly the whole like right the you could write you know a billion words and not even begin to get at the the core of like how you can really solve the issue of like global warming and and like still take into account everyone's economy and mm-hmm. everyone's like what's fair to this country versus that co- I mean the possibilities just become like more and more and more and more the more countries get involved in it and the more people get involved in it and the more industries get involved in it it's like and that's why I all for me it's like it always comes back boils down to like individuals and like how do you fucking like take account for your own actions and mm-hmm. how do you control yourself and like how do you interact with other people and how do you be a good person because there's yeah. no way as a, like there's it's just crazy and arrogant to think that like any one person or even one government has like the answers for not even their own country you know much less like multiple countries put together like it's mm-hmm. just but you ugh, do have so some like exceptional human beings sort of spearheading greater change. Yeah, of course. I think it's important to, like, sit with yourself and really figure out if you're that guy before you grab the mic. Like, that, to me, is, like, it's an important thing to do. Like, if you really think you're about to be Martin Luther King up in this bitch, take the mic. If you don't, maybe sit this one out. (laughs) You know, maybe let the person who... Went through it, talk about it, even if they're not the most articulate person in the world, even if you don't think they're best poster child, maybe allow them to tell this story. All of the things that are happening in the current political climate, I think, affect me to a lesser degree than many people. Yeah. I mean, my life has changed to date in very unverifiable ways and and not in in a palpable way and I, I really I want to support and heavily support get behind like if I hear them like being fucked with I'm going to say something but the people who are being really affected by this on a day to day basis you know mm. I just don't think it always has to be you right there's a narcissism in that and I think what I'm reacting to is the idea of people thinking that they're like the voice of our nation because they deem themselves so, you know? Oh, God. No. Yeah. Speaking of the voice of our nation and deeming themselves so, let's talk about Lena Dunham for a minute. Oh, boy. All right. Let's detour. Let's detour. Let's just take a little a little left. A little trip down. Let's go. Down the girls' road. Yeah. Let's just... The yeah. reason being, I um, was reading Daily Mail, which is, you know, my source of news, and... <laughs> Miss Lena Dunham was t- 
talking about her body acceptance and had posted a picture of herself on Instagram, um, sort of just saying, like, after the journey that she's been through with endometriitis, which I'm sure you don't know what this is. I don't know this. It is a condition where your uterine lining sort of grows outside of your uterus, I believe, is what happens. Um, It it sounds like a very painful and, and chronic disease but like she had been going through that and like she was like after that I feel like body acceptance is more important to me than ever and here's a picture of me naked (sighs) there were just so many thoughts that come to mind which is like when have you not posted this picture right like this is now or this is like literally since the beginning of time I think I've shared with you my theory, and that's just share that she's, with the metaphysics what your theory is. She's an exhibitionist. I think so. Like to an almost pathological point. Yeah, I mean, do we think it's negative not, to be an exhibitionist? First of all, well, yeah, I was gonna say I'm like you know, it's not that big a deal to me. It's fine. It's not like I think obviously our whole culture is way too uptight about being naked but it's like but it's like okay it's like the when idea Lena of being Dunham, exhibitionist like specifically do right. you think that that is an inherently negative thing i think it's like indicative of a of a bigger negative thing which is just like seeking attention you know like Mm. Or more than necessary. Well, let me just put it this way. More than necessary. No, I, I want to like define this before we like talk about the woman, right? So like, uh, well, hold I on. Let me just say. A- let me just. What I want to say is that I feel. What I, I, I feel strongly about you answering the question about that though before. Okay. All right. Do you think that it's inherently negative to be an exhibitionist? No, not to be like a show off. Do you no, think it's inherently negative? Not necessarily. Okay, me neither. Moving along. <laughs> okay. What I wanted to say is that I think, like, Lena Dunham posting pictures of herself naked is like you and I walking down the street and seeing <laughs> a cat man on, on the subway in New York. You know, it's like, it's just like, I okay, there it is again. explain a cat man. You know? No, I know. <laughs> you can't just say cat man. That, like that's a, the insular. Just We're like, gonna use this I term mean, like, a lot on metaphys whenever a guest is like getting inside jokey, like insular. No one knows what you mean when you say cat man. I know. Yeah, there's yeah that stems from a joke about about a guy on the subway who hears a, a joke cat. by a talented comedian named Dan Saint Germain. Right. Props. One of my favorite jokes of all time that has been told to me by Yasmin, through Yasmin, but yeah. You know, he says he's like on the subway in New York and he hears a cat and he thinks, oh, this is going to be some cat man, some weirdo dressed up in a cat some suit. Some weird he turns dude around, dressed up as a fucking cat. Here we go here again. Here we go again. He turns around and it's just a cat. Because in New York, you fucking think that everything... Of course. You expect the worst always. Of course. It's but a that's, fully... Like, grown, 45-year-old man dressed up like a cat, meowing and licking his hands. That's like, how that's I feel what you picture. about Lena Dunham being naked. It's like, oh, here's the cat man again. It's like, you're on, there he is. He's doing his cat man thing. Like, okay. My thing is, the fact that she's... And this is why I asked you aggressively this question <laughs> 5,000 times over. I don't know that I have an inherent problem with people being exhibitionists. I think they need to understand that some people are going to feel oversaturated by it and we're not going to like it. That's That's your decision to make. If you throw your 
vagina, boobs, everything. It doesn't matter what weight, race, like grooming methods you have. You throw all your shit in my face. There's a chance that one out of the millions of people you're showing this to is going to be like, yeah, ew. Yeah. And you're... You're opening yourself up to that. Could we all be more loving and accepting? Sure. Do we all have our viscera? Fucking yes, we do. Oversaturated. I'm sick of your vagina. Like, I'm not saying you don't have a right to show it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the idea of being more free with your body. I'm saying I'm sick of looking at your vagina, Lena Dunham, with different captions and different things that this is a movement about and different feminisms that this is. To me, it's a thousand pictures of your vagina at this point. Right. You've oversaturated me with your vagina. And if you want to be exhibitionist, God fucking bless you. Yasmin, not fucking bless you. Yeah. I'm done. Like, right. I've had it. I feel you. And we, when we watched Girls, you know, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of it. We watched pretty much the whole last season together. Yeah. And it was like, I just can't help but watch and be like, she doesn't need to be naked there. She doesn't need to be naked there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be naked there. Her co-star could be naked here. Her co-star could, right, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, there are, like, it's fine, to have it happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody's arguing that. But it's like, you're going out of your way to write this scene where you're naked. You yeah. just want to be naked. And that's fine. But yeah, exactly. Like, don't... Exp- it's not anti-feminist to be like, lady, enough already. Like, it's you're just, just doing like, it so much. I don't want to watch the show. Maybe not right. enough already for your life. I just, like, whacked my... <laughs> Mike, it's okay. this is how strongly I feel. But, like, maybe not enough in your life. Like, maybe you still have this show where you're naked while you're cooking. You're naked while you're walking down the street. You're naked while you're naked. Like, you could do that, <laughs> but, like, I am sick of watching your show because I don't know what the storyline is of your constant vagina. Like, yeah. I'm losing the writing here. It's distracting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely unnecessary. Like a hundred for sure, it's unnecessary. Would we feel better if it was a body type that was more our beauty standard? You're, I think you're definitely right that we would question it less. I would but, not. But there's like, I mean, okay, I will say, <laughs> Charlie's uh, like, wait, we would, a man is a man. I, I no, would not. But no, hold on. I would what not I w- question. If this was Marnie every single day naked in random ass ways, I'd be like, what is the show? The no, same way. Right. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I don't know. I know that like. You'd be fine. When, yeah. When we watch. <laughs> yeah. Of course. When we watch. But no, but when we watch HBO, mm-hmm. there's like these moments we've, you, you and I have had where it's like totally attractive people and we're like. We're like, okay, here's HBO doing its like obligatory naked fuck right. scene. Like, <laughs> gotta bust all, out a dick. Gotta bust out. It always yeah. happens. Yeah, definitely the dicks have, are unnecessary. Come on, but it Come can't on, world. be this Enough dicks. And, I mean, I, I guess it can be a pick and choosy thing. No, it can right. be you're your right. thing or not. When you're being yeah. an exhibitionist, even as a writer, and you're not the one who's like exhibiting all of this, like you're exhibiting your deep desire to have constant nudity. Yeah. That's going to be a little too much or too little for some people. Yeah. And for me, I guess, I mean, Lena, I know this time the the caption is endometriitis. Sometimes it's, I used to be this girl. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, as a feminist. There's endless. She's just so smart. She's so right. smart. And her branding is so on point that the captions are always going to be on point. The photo is the same, Lena. Change it up. Yeah. That's how I feel. 
Yeah. Is would you possibly say that she is kafifiing the message? <laughs> just I can't just, speak to that. I'm forcing I it in. I can't speak to that. I'm forcing it in. I can't speak to her level of kafifi. Um, we were going to maybe discuss carfifi. Oh my god, do we have to? I think not. I don't think we Let's have to. Let's just say that our car is fucked. Our car is fucked. Cars suck. Yeah. Generally, cars are fucking super expensive. And then every time they have to get fixed, it's super expensive. And what the fuck? Like, make better cars. Like, Jesus, already. Did this lead into your get the fuck out moment? Or did you have something else in mind? Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't have anything that pertained to that. Yeah, like, definitely get the fuck out of here with, like, $1,000 every fucking month on a car. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole... No, I had a different one. Well, let's let's go to that. I think it's okay. we're at a KPP point. Will, let's go to the get the fuck okay, out. Okay, so yeah, we didn't end up talking about it, but I just got back from my first like self-planned. That not, felt accusatory. What? <laughs> we didn't end up talking about it. Oh, I'm, I'm fully joking, <laughs> but it sounded very sassy. It's like, well, we Yasmin didn't end didn't up discussing it, it because Yasmin doesn't give a shit. God. But Charlie, we're gonna don't worry. We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh no, yeah. I went on I went on a short tour with my band Tobo and uh it was the first time I like helped plan a tour and had to be responsible for myself, so yay for growing up. But anyway. Oh, okay. So yeah, so we so what the get the fuck out moment is get the fuck out of here if you're going to be booking an out of town band that is new and doesn't even have an album out yet and you decide to put the local band before the band that is out of town that is spending tons of money to That's tour. That's fully not normal. Don't they always it's headline? It's not normal. I mean, like, I get it if you thought we were bigger than we are, but, like, it's there's nothing to indicate that we're, like, this huge band right now. So it's like... I'm not. And then, and then the show, this show, like, I hope this doesn't get me in trouble with people, but the show ran, like, two almost two hours behind schedule, and it was just like... By the way, I appreciate you overestimating our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> you hope this isn't getting in trouble with Kate. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, so it's like, it's just, you know, being on tour, not that this was the hardest tour ever, but it's hard for bands, and it takes a lot of money and a lot of effort. And, you know, like, if they're a new band, don't book the local band before. This is the second time it's happened to me. I did have it on a tour that i didn't plan and it was horrible i mean you know like there's literally two people in the audience you know lesson for all you kids you still play the best show you possibly can because mm-hmm. that show crazy story michelle gondry was the only <laughs> and his girlfriend were the only two people at that show no way what a weird random connection you know my That's sister another, works with Mich- right, I mean, it I has know. worked with michelle gondry my sister iman at yeah. pandora yeah, so that was crazy and Is he just amazing. Like boy about town, you What's always going on? yeah totally. But you always just do your thing. You always do what you can. And the same thing here. There was some great. There was like five really amazing people at our show. Your tone of like get the fuck out moments is way too <laughs> inspirational and positive. Like this Sorry. is a negative moment where like you're right. You know, I miss Kate. Like we would be chugging. Oh whiskey and being like fucking get the fuck out of here with your bullshit and like you're like yeah and the thing is kids just always reach for the stars yeah you're, you're right just, I you're apologize. too good of a person to be on but the show i feel like if you're booking the show don't book 
the fucking local band before the band out of town. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. All right. He got Boston acerbic at the end. Bro. High fives on that. How you doing? Get the fuck out of here. I'm back. Boston nature superseded his Midwestern nature and... It's always a battle. It's a battle inside of me. All right, I don't have that battle. My get the fuck out moment oh, is bitches and bastards <laughs> screaming at bars. Like, Ugh. I understand what a bar is. So everyone chomping at the bits to tell me what a bar is. I understand what a bar is. Yes, it's loud, the music. I am talking about in a backyard. There is no music. I'm at a picnic table with strangers. They have decided that the level we all have to speak at is this. You didn't enjoy that when I did that on your earphones. I didn't enjoy that when they did that in my eardrums. Like, stop screaming. It raises the bar of how loud everyone has to talk to hear each other. It's ridiculous. It makes me go home hoarse and, like, angry at the world. Stop screaming, you maniac. I don't care that you're drunk. Everyone's drunk. You're just a loser who never graduated past that teenage point where you think everyone's really interested in your conversation. You're like, if I just say cool things and swear a lot really loudly, everyone's going to think I'm really cool. 15-year-olds, I get you. You still annoy me on the train, but I get it. It's like, no one thinks of you as valid human beings. No one considers you individuals. Like, you're some extension of your parents, and you need to, like, separate yourself from that with your new behavior, which is wild. I get it. These are 30-plus-year-olds. I mean, we live in Ditmas. I know, like... The drinking age is 21. The drinking age in Ditmas, which is at the butt end of Brooklyn, but motherfucking Egypt, is 36. You're old. You have no reason to be screaming in a bar. None. On a Thursday night, calm the fuck down. Get the fuck out. Done with you. Yo, as a bartender, too, there's like, there's like everyone talking and then it hits like this resonant frequency in the room and like you're in there for five hours and it's just it's fucking creepy it's this cyclical thing like that happens and then the bartenders crank up the music to drain it out and now that fucking volume hits an ultimate pitch where fucking becky is screaming like at the highest pitch of her voice and like the bros are just yelling it's just it's Kafifi? it's Kafifi. Let's <laughs> let's get the cough fuck out of here. All right. All right. All right. I think that went well. Thanks for having me on Metaphys. Yeah. All right. Nice guy Charlie. Nice guy Charlie. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? How you nice doing? Guy nice guy Charlie. Fuck Charlie. Stop the, the Stop the fucking music Stop already. Get the man. fuck I out of here. I wrote that shit. I wrote that shit. How you doing? How you doing? I'm like.